When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. Today we're going to go through our our Mount, another one of our Mount Rushmores. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Braves today. Now, this is like I've always known the Braves had a long history, right? I yeah. knew a little bit about the Boston Braves, sure, just the fact that the name existed. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew about the Milwaukee Braves, mostly just the fact that they existed. Hank Aaron played in Milwaukee for a little while, That's right? right? Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the Atlanta Braves. Most people in the United States grew up with TBS, so we a lot of us grew up watching the Braves in the 90s, especially that team that was so, so good that only, unfortunately, won one World Series title. Correct. So, uh, so very familiar with the Braves. I think I said before, like I could, I could have given you that, that lineup top to bottom. One through nine, four out of the five pitching staff. I could do it. Um, let's see here. John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, Steve Avery. I can't know. I don't know the fifth off the top of my head. No, but I'm so impressed that I know four. To be honest, with you. Skippy McGee, probably. That's who it was. <laughs> it was in that documentary. Oh yes, very yeah. good. That's right. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the Braves before we get started here, Brig. So this is an old, old, old franchise. Like I said, I did yeah. not realize this. Been around for in their 146th season. So in four years, they're going to hit their 150. What's that? Sesquicentennial. Right? I think that is sesquicentennial. Okay. That's a long time. Um, it's a big word. Well, thank you. Might be the biggest I know. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, overall record: five hundred one winning percentage, ten thousand seven hundred and thirty-five wins, ten thousand six hundred eighty-eight losses. Twenty thousand games is a whole lot. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've been around for almost one hundred fifty years. Ten or twenty thousand games is very, very. Well, nice. this is that's on over thirty thousand. Uh, it's over twenty-one thousand. Yeah, the math. Yeah, we go. love math. We love math no, on this man. show. We're so good at it, especially on the fly. <laughs> Loving it. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Twenty thousand. <laughs> so, so we've got we've got twenty six playoff appearances, seventeen pennants, three <laughs> World Series titles. Okay, yeah. that feels a little bit to me like underachieving. But given the Yankees and their twenty six and their vast history as well, twenty seven. I apologize. Thank that you. was based off of another conversation we had it yesterday. Yeah. But so I appreciate that. But winningest managers, Bobby Cox with a 557 winning percentage, 21, sorry, 2,149 wins, 1,709 losses. Yep. And it's funny because you look at managers, like you think some of the best ones are going to, oh, he's got to have a 600 winning percentage. 557 is really high. Yeah. That is really high and very good. Yeah. And for him to only have one World Series title in the time with Atlanta is a big deal. Of course it is. Underachieving. Yeah. But at the same time, it's great. It's great that he got one. Yeah, because teams, a lot of guys don't. Some teams still don't even have one. The entire some, franchise. Some one team still does not have a World Series appearance. Yep. So, all right. <laughs> Let's now get, they have eleven retired numbers. They do. Well. Yes. One of those being um, Jackie Robinson. That's right. And so we count that. Every, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You have to. Yeah. Because there are some teams that have none. Yeah. Except, except Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, 
10 players with retired jerseys. Let's get into our Mount Rushmore in no particular order. Right. Brig, give me yeah. your first Mount Rushmore. So my first one is, this is my no-brainer pick. I'm going to go with a guy who played in Atlanta for 20 years, Brad. Long time. 20 years with one club. I mean, he played at two other clubs, three, I think, for, uh, I don't know, half seasons, and mm-hmm. mid- midway through trades and stuff. 20 years at one club is astronomical feat, I think. Mm-hmm. And a Hall of Famer, eight-time okay. All-Star. Cy Young winner, so we're talking pitching. Part of the 95 club. There you go. Oh, man. He even won a Silver Slugger Award, Brad. Well, you know, some pitchers have to win it. Somebody has Somebody to Somebody has that's, to. That's the way I see that. But it's still... <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that you're like... It's like being... Um, I won't use that one. Do it. The tallest little person in the room, I feel no, like. No, you know? no, no. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. A bunch, a bunch of... 075 hitters, this guy hit 100. That's right. That's what it feels like. Well, and this guy's at 159 batting average career. There you go. 159, so it's even better than case. you thought. Yeah. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. There we go. <laughs> uh, uh, in NLCS MVP, he got the Roll Age Relief Award, 69.0 war with 213 wins, 155 losses, a career ERA of 3.33. John Smoltz. John Smoltz. That's one of mine as well. Yes, so, we overlapped. On the first one. Look at yes! that. Yes. All right. And yeah, I like man. that we're in person. We can actually have five. It's so much better. It, it is so much better. Yeah. It, yeah, it rolls. You, just, you should just move here. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like you brought up 20 years with one team. Especially, uh, baseball has become a very nomadic sport. Agreed. This is something that I've started saying. I like the word nomad. You, I you're good at I, it. I think you. I appreciate nice. that. Yeah. But um, but pitchers especially move around a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. Like relievers, I've said they're like one year contracts every single year. That's very pitchers. Common. I feel like are four or five year contracts, and they're going to move on to the next team. You That's know, right. it's very rare for somebody. You mean starter, starting pitcher, starting pitcher. Yeah. 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 Yeah, relievers are different. You just, anyways. <laughs> I, so, knew, I knew what you meant. We're with you. But yeah, so everybody's moving around a lot, and you know, back in this, back in this day, yeah, yeah. back in this era, it was more common for guys to stay put. Yeah. But not twenty years. No. Uh, we've we've done a whole lot of research on these Mount Rushmores over the last little while, and it's been hard to find guys who are in a place for more than eight years tops. Yeah. Like the fact that he wanted to be in Atlanta, Atlanta wanted him there, is a big deal. You know, my favorite, my favorite detail about John Smoltz is that he's in the Hall of Fame, and he's the only pitcher to be there after having Tommy John surgery. It is. Yeah. That's my favorite. Because, you know, this, Tommy John surgery, I think, was invented like the 70s. You know, it was on Tommy John. But it was mid-70s. Yeah, but I think it was, I still feel like it was like, A, not very common, that mostly you saw guys with rotator cuff issues. Oh, yeah. You know, that I remember when I was coming up, it's like, oh, dude, it was a rotator cuff. Like, oh, man. Well, that's done. the surgery yeah. I had. Two. Yeah. I've had two rotator cuff oh, surgeries. Can't yeah. imagine. Sucks. I probably should. It's so bad. But <laughs> but now Tommy John has become a rite of passage, so we're gonna likely see more people. Well, Otani's had it twice. Twice. Yeah. Brian Wilson had it twice. Right. I think the third time was the end of his career. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't have it. I don't know. But everybody has Tommy John surgery. It's true. You know? Yeah. And and back, earlier and earlier and earlier. Right? Yes. Sooner in their career. Some kids I feel like are getting it preemptively in high school. What? That's, I heard that. And you like, seriously? Like, yeah. The kids are like, I'm going to need it anyway. I might as well get it now. But the thing is, is like, why do that then if you could potentially have it twice? And I, th- I think the thinking mm. behind that is at one point is like you get it once, you'll never need it again. 
but we've seen that that is definitely not the case. Okay, so I was in high school when I had my rotator cuffs done. Yeah. Both of them. Oof. And I'm telling you, I could do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I could see myself needing it in, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the shoulder thing. The shoulders are so complex. There's a lot mm-hmm. going on there. But the elbow, like, they've got the Tommy John down good. You know, we, Otani's hitting 100 plus on the gun after two of them. Yeah, which you is know? nuts. And I, I'm a little afraid that he's going to need a third. But at that point, <laughs> maybe he'll move him to the outfield. You move him to the outfield. You know? But I don't know. I don't know. But no, it's a big deal having John Smoltz in the. It's the first guy in the Hall of Fame with Tommy John because at one point it felt like the death sentence to your career. Yeah, well, first and only still, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's good. That's that's going to hold for at least another handful of years. Yes. So absolutely, very good, Brad. What do you? Since we overlapped, why don't you go next? Okay, my next one. I'm going to go with Greg Maddox. Ooh. Uh, so Greg Maddox is actually uh, my second favorite pitcher growing up. Mm. I really liked watching him. My first, obviously, was Randy Johnson because I was a Mariners fan. Yeah. Going to be biased. Well, and you like machines. I do. <laughs> just, I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> he is bionic. But no, no, for real though, like Greg Maddox was the guy who, it's like if you wanted to learn how to pitch, you watch Greg Maddox. Because yeah. not everybody can throw 100. Not no. everybody can whip it like Randy Johnson is. But you can learn the principles and the meaning behind control. Yeah. Because he had pinpoint surgical accuracy, lived on the black, my dad said growing up, if Edgar Martinez doesn't swing at a pitch, it's not a strike. Yeah. And I feel that's the same way about Greg Maddox. Is if it's anywhere near the plate, it's a strike. You, you know, know, like he's obviously going to throw it to get guys to like swing out of the zone because yeah. they're assuming it's going to be a strike. Yeah. But if, if it's close to the plate, it's a strike because that's how accurate he was. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. So you just reminded me that uh, of my, one of my favorite memes is a Greg Maddox meme. Um, this one right here. And we'll put this. We've got to put this up. Uh, he asked Greg Maddox to paint his house, but all he did was paint the corners. <laughs> That's perfect. It's got That's blue perfect. paint all over the... We'll put... For those of you listening, we can't show you, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll get to see it. We'll put it... Let's put it on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll put it on go. social media. So follow us. If you don't follow us, go follow Baseball Together. Uh, Instagram, follow at Baseball, the number two together on Twitter, and, and you'll see it there when this yeah, episode comes right. out. Perfect. But... No, that's great. So this is, this is another thing I like about Greg Maddox. Okay, so there is a term, an idiom, a baseball idiom that is called a Maddox. Yes. Do you know about the Maddox? I do, yeah. So a Maddox, I'm reading this directly from Baseball.com's gloss, or not Baseball.com. Ah. Let's go check out Baseball.com for more information. <laughs> MLB.com. That's so stupid. The glossary on MLB.com. Uh, a Maddox describes a start in which a pitcher tosses a complete game shutout on fewer than 100 pitches. Yep. Um, since 1988, the first year ac- first year accurate pitch count data is available. Maddox ranks first in the majors with 13 such starts. Wow. Nobody 13 else. 13 complete game shutouts under with 100 pitches. Under 100 pitches. Oh, my word. Nobody else has ever thrown more than seven. Because he would get out there. And, and he said himself that his approach was not to get guys to miss. Yeah. But to get throw a good enough pitch that they would swing, but a nap, bad enough pitch that they couldn't square it up. Yeah. So he he threw a lot of ground ball outs. Totally. Oh yeah. A whole lot of ground ball outs, and I feel like that's part of the reason he got so many wins. The Braves did so well because Crash Davis says throw more ground balls, strikeouts are fascist. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a real thing. Yeah. 
Because if you've got a strikeout pitcher up there, he's not going to get the run support that he wants because everybody's falling asleep in the field. Yeah. You know, that's that's not a good thing for anybody. No, it's not. You know, it's nice he's mowing everybody down. It's entertaining. It's fun. To, it's fun you know, for us. You're racking fans. up 15 yeah. Ks. But if you're standing out in the field and you're bored, when it comes time to hit, you're not mentally acute and ready to go. So that has a lot to do, I think, with his success as well, is that everybody around him was involved in the game. He's getting everybody involved, and they were ready to go mentally and physically when it came time for them to hit. Yeah. That's a big thing. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, really that's is. good. That's X-Factor stuff. Big time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so Greg Maddox is my number two. Who's your number two? Uh, number two on my list is Warren Spann, actually. Okay. Warren Spann. Another pitcher. So mm-hmm. we've had three pitchers now. Some great pitchers coming out of Atlanta, apparently. I'm telling you. At the Braves, because he was Milwaukee, right? Uh, yeah, he yeah, played, Milwaukee. yeah, Milwaukee. So he started his career in 1942 and then took three years off to go to war. Very common, uh, if not almost universal, right? Mm-hmm. And then what he ended up doing was uh, playing for another 20 years in the same franchise. So. Um, he spent uh, again some time bouncing around a little bit at the end of his career, uh, maybe a little, you know, seven games here, four games there, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But he played all of the rest of his games it, in the Braves organization <clears throat> for 20 years. His career WAR, get ready for this. Career WAR mm-hmm. 100.1. Career WAR. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Hall of Famer as well, Cy Young Award winner, three-time ERA title, part of the 1957 World Series squad, and now for my favorite. Statistic, 17-time All-Star. That's a big deal. Set out lot. of 20 years? Yeah. The, <laughs> the consistency and the resiliency alone you, it's is insane. outstanding. Yes. That's, that's, so, that's so good. Yeah, because a lot of guys big. can put together a lot of All-Star caliber seasons, yeah. but maybe it comes in the second half of the season. Maybe they're not healthy enough to start the season because of spring coming out of spring training. Yeah, you know there, there's a lot of things that have to go with health and consistency that guys don't put together. You know, perennial all stars don't put together consistent year over year all star seasons. And the fact that he's able to do it for 17 of his 20 what 21 20, years, 20 and change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That especially coming back after the war, you know, being two years later. Three, yeah, three. Yeah. yeah so no, I so well, two he, years after the war. Is when oh he's yes, that's but, right. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's. That's a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. So Warren Span. Little little research there for you, but um, pretty exciting. Very cool. Yeah. What about you? You got one more? Uh, let's go ahead and take, take a break. break. Let's take a break because I've already we've taken oh, a yeah, too you, right. already. So let's take a break and we get back. We'll get more into our Atlanta Braves, Milwaukee Braves, and Boston Braves happens. Not Rushmore. Welcome back, baseball family. Thanks for taking a quick break with us and sticking around. We are going to jump back into our Atlanta Braves Mount Rushmore. We've got at least two names to come. We don't know where we'll overlap for the next ones. We already had one overlap this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very common for us. And I'm, I'm sure we'll overlap. I mean, we'll save it for the last one, but I'm sure we'll overlap on that one because it's a pretty common consensus. I'm not going to say what it is. Well, I'm assuming. That might be my next one, actually. Should we save it? Because we know it's going to happen. Let's, Let's save, save it at the end. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. All right. All right. Do you want me to go next? Yeah, you go next. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my next one is actually Dale Murphy. Um, yeah, it's it, not that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for me, for me, Dale Murphy is the best player to never make the Hall of Fame. Okay. That, um, And, you know, someday he might make it in with the Culture Club. Yeah, you know whatever yep. that I don't remember what the actual name is, but we call him the Culture Club. Yeah, we do. Um, so Dale Murphy's a two-time All-Star, back-to-back All-Star at yeah. that. 
1982, 1983. Sorry, not All Star MVP. Yeah, that's a bigger deal. That's a bigger deal. Not Not All Star. Yeah, back to back MVPs. But seven time All Star, four time Silver Slugger, five time Gold Glove, and I feel like that's a really big deal that he's not in the Hall of Fame. He had a he had a good peak uh, from eighty to eighty seven, where he was an All Star. Like I said, seven of those eight seasons. Yeah. The issue though here. Rig, I think why he didn't get into the Hall of Fame is because he's a lifetime 265 hitter. Yeah. Okay. That's probably why. 398, 398 home runs of the co- over the course of an 18 year career. Mm-hmm. Um, that batting average is low for the era. Yeah. But um, here's the thing though. Okay. Outfielder, first baseman, those are offense first positions, right? Yeah. yeah. But Dale Murphy was a catcher. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he spent the uh, first few years of his career. No, I wouldn't say majority, but he spent. He came up as a catcher, came, which, yeah, is, right. which is a defense first position. Extremely defensive. Very much so. Yes. You know, the, until recently. Until, and that's only because those guys are anomalies. Something's going on. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. Like Buster Posey, I feel like, was like the really first big power hitting catcher, which is funny because he's not that big. And he's not that. Yes, hasn't. Yeah. I, I feel like if you walked down the street and saw Buster Posey and Average Joe, they would look. Right, but if you see Gary Sanchez, you're like, that's a uh, he looks like a kraken. Yeah, he's huge. He's a dude. He's huge. Yeah, you know, but but no, I I feel like having come up as a catcher, that offense was not necessarily something that they focused on with him. And 265 for a catcher is good back then. Yeah, decent. So maybe send him into the Hall of Fame as a catcher. I don't know. I don't. Anyway, no, two time that. That's true. He didn't spend enough time behind the plate. But two time MVP though. I feel like that alone is enough. Is it? Not as like obviously unanimous. Like, but he he could have gotten seventy six percent of the votes. Should have gotten seventy six percent of the votes, right? I'm inclined to agree with you, but again, I grew up when he was playing, and yeah, you know, we got to see him all the time, and he was a big deal in Utah for some reason. I don't actually know why. Yeah, I don't know. But is he from? There, where's he from? Uh, he's from Portland. I think that might be part of the reason I like him. Oh, he's yeah, not from the, the that's Portland. right. Yeah, he went to BYU. Oh, that's, that's what it is. It. He went yeah. to BYU. Yeah, I knew there was a tie there somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, especially you grew up in the Orem area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my especially grandfather when... taught at BYU for thirty plus years. Wow, I yes, did not sir, know that. that's true fact. True fact. That's a true fact. But no, I feel like Dale Murphy belongs in the Hall of Fame, and if mm-hmm. nothing else, on the Braves' Mount Rushmore, which I feel like to me, the hardest part about this, some teams it's hard to find four. Sometimes. So, this one, it was hard to find just four. Yes. You know? Yes. I have, have the same problem. Of, especially the 95 team. Well. Was, and I'm a huge Shipper Jones fan. Are you? Huge Shipper Jones fan. You know, yes. he's my he's my next guy. What? Yeah! No way! <laughs> He's my next guy. I had him on my list. How did he not make your list? Uh, Greg Maddox made it oh, instead. Oh, yeah. So. See, we did the flip. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if there is an honorable mention, it'd be Chipper Jones. Well, and I would say Greg Maddox. Perfect. Yes! There we go. <laughs> so we almost completely <laughs> overlapped. Let's get into Chipper Jones. Let's okay? do it. Chipper, Chipper Jones. Jones is the man. Right, he was the dude. We yes. all loved him. And remember when they moved him from third base to left field, we all threw a fit. I did. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah. There's this tale that we all know if you grew up watching the Braves in the '90s about Chipper Jones not being able to have the fingers of his batting gloves sticking out of his back pockets of his baseball pants. Right? Oh, okay. I've there's, never heard there's that. There's this legendary wives' tale going around, and it's been going around since I was a kid. 
I don't know where it got started. It's probably completely unfounded. But here's how the story goes. Okay. And it, it, stick, it stuck with me. So everybody loved the fingers out of the back pockets. For whatever reason, it was like it was like Griffey's backward hat. Like it was the thing that you yeah. knew about. Jim well, Jones. when you do it, well, and for everybody, like it, you love the the glove sticking out of the back pocket. And the way you do it is, if you have the right internal pockets, you can do it. If you have the external pocket, like most little leaguers, yeah, it can. doesn't work. Exactly, you have to stick them all the way down. Yeah, but if you have the internal pocket, you sticks just so that the the Velcro right. is barely inside. Then you've got like almost the entire glove. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So cool. It is cool. And it yeah. started with Chipper Jones. That's one okay. of the things that happened. So anyway, there's this I, there's this story going around since I was 10 or whatever okay. that he got fined. Like the, the, there was a rule. There was a He got a warning and they said, okay, you can't do that anymore. Kind of like with Ben Zobrist in the black cleats. Okay. Yeah. They were like, knock it off. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, so it was either the club or it was MLB or somebody came out with Probably a, MLB. Yeah. With some, this is the, again, legend, but somebody, I guess, came out with a fine. They're like, here, $500 fine or whatever. Every time you play a game with your fingers sticking out of your gloves, sticking out of your back, back pockets. So he just walked in before every game and put cash on the table or he wrote a check and set yeah. it on the ta- on the guy's desk. <laughs> and he was just like, because they didn't have automatic withdrawal back then, <laughs> he just handed it over. And then, Thank you very much. I'm going to go do my thing now. <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny. I have not actually heard that story. I didn't have you not? That. No, it's just, it's no. one of those things I heard one time. I've yeah. never been able to let go of it. That's awesome. It like probably that. is one of those things I want to believe, right? Uh, yeah. There's no founding. Oh, we should maybe. call him. Let's call we'll, him. We'll give him a call. He's him. here. Yeah. We're, we're close. It's yeah, true. It's not fine. Far. Okay. <laughs> is that a long distance call? No. <laughs> we might have to do it collect. Uh, Mr. Jones, this is baseball together. <laughs> Do you accept charges? You're receiving a call no. from baseball together. <laughs> uh, a Hall of Famer, obviously. I yes. think that you know that made a ton of sense to everybody. He was an All-Star eight times, won the batting title, part of the '95 World Series team, two-time Silver Slugger award, and an MVP. And uh, we all wore number ten because it was Chipper Jones. We all did. Eighty-five point three career WAR. He's got almost nine thousand at bats, four hundred sixty-eight home runs, which for a third baseman is Crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a big deal. Hey, on top of that, switch hitting third base. Exactly. And yeah. I think maybe part of the reason I love Chipper Jones is the first time my whole life, like I was at just the perfect age to learn why that was important mm-hmm. and since sense the significance of it. When my dad was like, No, 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 like, like, check this out. It's a big this deal. Is, this is huge, yeah. right? And it still is huge. Mm-hmm. So uh batting average lifetime three oh three. It's pretty good. Yeah. He spent his entire career in Atlanta. Again, 19 years, we have a theme. <laughs> the theme, for those of you who haven't caught on, is that Atlanta is loyal to its players. And the, the players, players are loyal to Atlanta. Yeah, it right? goes both ways. It does go, and the fans feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. And that's one of the things, actually, I have. I did notice that over the years, that the guys I liked at the Braves when I was younger were still there as I was getting older. Yes. And it, I appreciated it. Yeah. That it wasn't like constant turnover, like I have to follow him everywhere, you know, because like as a Mariners fan, there was a long stretch where like um, where we would go to a game and I'd be looking for something I want to get, you know, get like a, a jersey or a jersey or something and I wouldn't buy anything. Right. Because I was like, well, that guy's probably not going to be here next week. You yeah. know, that certainly I, not even next year, but next yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. Like that jersey is going to be out of date, and why would I pay full pot for it now? Or if I do want it later, yeah. I can get it half off yeah. in six months. Exactly. You know, but with the Atlanta Braves, you know those guys, and they were there forever. Yeah. So. No, oh, that's really awesome. Cool. Really cool. You know, go to the team store down there at Truist. They call it now. Yeah. 
today. Yeah, and Dale Murphy stuff is one of the team, one of the names that you'll see everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. So on the lo- on the wall of team jerseys uh-huh. or player jerseys, there's Smoltz and Maddox and Jones yeah. and whatever. But Dale Murphy's one of them. Yeah. Is it's the blue one? Uh huh. And it's the baby blue one. That's so. That's right that's with so the V neck. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. No, it is awesome. Very cool. Should we just do it? Let's do it. Ready? One, <clears throat> two. Three. Hank Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> two high fives. This is two. <laughs> All right. Hank Aaron, obviously a Hall of Famer. Transcendent Man. talent. One MVP, which is strange to me. Seriously. However, 25-time All-Star. I was impressed, wildly impressed with Warren Spann's 17. But 25, the fact that the dude... So, Hank Aaron pay, played for... What it says twenty? I have twenty three years. I have twenty three years so as 25 well. Twenty five time All Star. That's strange. I, I don't should, know what that's about, but I, I only see uh, his inaugural and season and his and his last season. Yeah, are the only ones that he did not make the All Star team. And maybe that's the yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just flipped the math. Yeah, could have. Either way, twenty one years. Twenty one. <laughs> twenty one years in Atlanta. Well, and those other two years were in Milwaukee. So I guess the last two seasons. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. not with the Milwaukee Braves. Okay, that no, makes Milwaukee more sense. Brewers. Yeah, yeah the he Brewers. finished with the Brewers. But Which, that, still, that's going home though. It was going home because he started, started with, with the, the Milwaukee Braves. Exactly. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, I and that would have been 1954. So did him a research before we started. Because I was like, oh, Hank Aaron, that'll be easy. There's so much nuance and strangeness to this. No nuance but, is exactly right. But two-time batting title, and um, in many people's minds, the true home run champion. Um, with 755 career home runs, yes. passed the Babe. Yeah, was a huge deal at the time. And this is the thing: is that Hank Aaron is not only a home run hero; he was a baseball hero and a civil rights a hero. Civil rights hero. It's transcendent. So much like it, it goes beyond because for him to go through what he went through while chasing the Babe. Yeah. Um. You know, like racially, socially, everything. Yeah. Like, he's a hero. He is a hero. He is a legitimate. Sports and otherwise hero. Yes. And I think it's outstanding. I don't know if Hank Aaron gets enough credit. He doesn't, and that's the problem. So, And we've talked about this before, but one of my favorite moments in all of baseball history is when he beat the Babe mm-hmm. and got 715 mm-hmm. in Atlanta. It was April 8th, 1974. So we're in the deep, deep south, and a black man is getting a standing ovation from this enormous crowd, thousands and thousands of people. And, it, and we're just not that far removed from all the strife and all the violence yeah. and everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that is – it is really is one of my favorite moments of all of baseball history. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and something that I think was a big deal to show solidarity, inclusion, and appreciation was the two guys who came out of the crowd. Like, it's stupid. Don't – like, I don't – Sure. I don't condone coming out of the crowd ever for anything at all. But these two white guys who came out of the crowd – to congratulate him, yeah. I, I remember watching the documentary, and a lot of people were saying like, "This is going to go bad. This is gonna, not going to end well." Yeah, you know. And they came, and they they pat him on the back, and he said, "I think I watched an interview with him from a few years ago, mm-hmm. where he said they were great guys. One of them was a doctor, really, you know, or something like that. If I'm remembering right, that's what it was. Oh, cool. And it was like that he was like." Cool, you know. Yeah. I really well, appreciate he shook their hand guys. on the while well, he was around on the bases, yeah. right? He shook their hands, yeah. and, was, and and that that at the time was a huge deal. Yeah, that that happened did not end poorly, and I feel like that's that should that clip is shown all the time, but I don't feel like the context is truly appreciated like yeah. it should be because it, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It was huge. So huge. Yeah. Well, okay, so I got to get into some more statistics. Go for it because this <clears throat> it gets even better for me. All right, mm-hmm. 
Now, his career war is 143.1. Mm-hmm. That puts him seventh all time. All time? In the history of baseball. Wow. He's number seven all time in war. <laughs> okay. So- Let that sink in for a minute. And mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you with another one. Career at bats, 12,364. Second all time at maybe, bats. Maybe he should have had more home runs. Ooh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Played appearances, 3,298. That's third all time. Games played, 3,900 or 298. He never won a game without an at bat. That puts him third all time for games played. Wow. Yeah. That's so here's some, kind of the other side of the coin is I've heard. The argument that Hank Aaron was a compiler. Okay. That he played for so long, and that's yeah. why he was able to set the home run record. Sure. Um, but here's the thing. So you do it then, right? Like, so somebody else do well, it. Not only that. Okay, so so 40 home runs is a lot in a season. Absolutely. Especially back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Yeah. Right? So, But he had one, two, three, four, five, eight. six, seven, eight. Seasons. Eight seasons with 40 or 40 more. 40 or more home runs. Yeah. That is unheard of. It's insane. Nobody does that. No, it's insane. Like Bonds, but he had a, he had help. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was like, I had to have been like nine or ten. Yeah. You know, eight, nine or ten, something. I remember seeing that Ken Griffey hit 45 home runs in one season, and mm-hmm. I was blown out of my mind. Like, oh, yeah. 45 home runs. That's so many. Yeah. That was an average year for Hank Aaron. Yeah. Like that's that's such a big deal. That's so cool, right? You and know? over half of his career. Mm-hmm. So if you break it down, the the amount of seasons I think he went thirty home runs was like seventeen, and he had twenty or more in twenty or twenty like twenty of his seasons. Or something it's easier like that. to count backwards. He had three seasons where he didn't hit twenty home runs. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> there you go. I thought. <laughs> yeah, insanity. Yeah, dude was dominant, mm-hmm. and he continues to be at the top of all these lists. So yes, he does. And this is the—I feel like somebody to hit that many home runs and still hit three hundred five. Yeah, you're more than just a power hitter. You're a, you're a, a, amazing, like, amazing. I say the word transcendent, but transcendent talent. Right, and like, he was—he bounced between right field and first base, so he was also capable as a defender and won three Gold Gloves. Yeah. So it's not all about his plate appearances. Like right. the dude was an f- overall contributor yeah. on every every angle. Yeah. Well, and those and those are offense first positions. Yeah. Which, obviously, you've got one of the greatest hitters of all time. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying he's yeah. capable, right? He's a this is a ball player. Yeah, and you know what? He maybe have been. A, he may have could have extended his career if the DH was around and he moved to the AL. You know, I mean, he was 42 when he's he when was he retired. 42. When he retired. <laughs> You know, if if he had had a DH option in the American League, he might have extended his career another two years. Maybe so. Maybe I yeah. don't know for sure because he only played eighty five games in that last year. But yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. next level, man. Next level. Next level yep. stuff. And he passed away in recently. Yeah, two thousand twenty one, January twenty second. That's yeah. what it was. It was this year. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that. I think that interview was a replay on Dan Patrick about that time. Oh, I see. He passed away because he had him on and he was talking to him. About yeah. It. But, That's great. But yeah, but baseball family, let us know what you think about our Braves Mount Rushmore. Is there anybody we? I mean, there's obviously people we left. Tons out. of people. Yeah, there's, tons. And you know what? There's a good argument for for just about anybody. 
you know. Well, not anybody. Well, but they have Tom Glavin. I feel like has a legitimate argument. Yeah, well, they have eleven retired numbers. I mean, we could have picked from a number of different people. Yes. Yeah. But let us know what you think. Submit to the mailbag at baseballtogether.com. You can uh, you can go to the top navigation there, click the button, submit, and it'll take you right to the page, and then just send us an email through there. Or yeah. there's a link in the doobly-doo. I know not all podcast apps allow the links to be active. That's true. So if it is active, go ahead and click that. It's nice and easy. But if not, go to baseballtogether.com, and I tried to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. I really I tried to. It's pretty straightforward. So, But let us know what you think. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.